You're listening to the Word of Life AG podcast. Every week in our staff meeting, we talk about some element of mission, vision, and culture. And this week, Pastor Megan shares a word about teamwork. Let's listen. So, um, first of all, I just wanted to say thank you for everyone who helped out with the Fall Fest, whether you're a ministry director or whether you're a staff member. We just want to thank you. It was an incredible weekend, and, you know, um, all of your hard work really just made for an incredible day. Um, Just incredible stories of people coming, you know, that haven't been back to church yet, but came back for Fall Fest, uh, neighborhood um, families coming up. I've changed hearts from food trucks and things. It was just an incredible experience. So um, I just want to say thank you for that. And, you know, I think one of the biggest reasons why that was so successful is because of our teams and because we all came together as one large team. And that is so valuable when we recognize that we have one goal and we have a large team, that we're not just each our own individual teams, um, but we belong to a much bigger team. And it also just makes it so much more fun when we get to come together. So, um, and that's kind of what I want to talk about today is about teamwork and kind of what that means. I think we understand teamwork in terms of our own teams. We understand that as a ministry director, my team and what that means, and we understand the reasons and the job that our team needs to do. But sometimes I think we can lose sight of the larger team and how our team fits into the bigger team. So um, I wanted to actually talk, there's a scripture that I want to go to, which I think we've heard many times and probably even, I don't know that it will necessarily be anything new in there. However, it is one of my favorite ones. So in 1 Corinthians 12, 22 through 26, it says, in fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard are as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts, honorable parts do not require the special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. And that's what we want. We want our teams to be operating together. We don't want any team to suffer. And if there is a team that is is suffering, we want to care that that team is suffering. Sometimes it's easy to focus on our team and say, well, our team is doing well. But as a ministry director and as a team, we want to look and see how we can help out other teams, how we can, you know, gather around our teams because we're working towards a common goal. You know, as, as a church, we have a mission and we have, and that mission, you know, is not just for the staff to carry out, but it's the whole church's mission. When we cast that vision, we're saying we want every single person to play their part in that mission and every single team to play that part. It's so easy to compartmentalize our teams and to say this team is responsible for greeting people. This team is responsible for leading worship. This team is responsible for cameras. This team is responsible for ministering to the kids. 
and you know this we can do that however we're still part of a greater mission we're still part of and it should all be leading towards that one mission and vision so you know i was thinking about football and I don't know anything about football, okay? But I know a few things. My brother used to play football. I've been to many football games. I really don't care that much about football. But I do know that in football, if you only had an offense team, you really wouldn't do very well. You need a defense team. You know, if you had a team full of quarterbacks, you wouldn't be able to win that game. So... We have to have many different teams that play their part, that fit in to the bigger vision and mission. You know, um, John Maxwell, he says, for the person trying to do everything alone, the game really is over. If you want to do something big, you must link up with others. One is too small a number to achieve greatness. One team, one team member cannot achieve or even be successful at completing the mission or achieving goals on their own. We all need to work together. Um, you know, Moses, my youngest son, one day, he was begging his brother and sister to play baseball. He's really into baseball right now. And he wanted, and they wouldn't play with him. So the next thing I know, I see Moses out there. He's throwing a ball up, trying to hit it, because no one will throw the ball to him. And, you know, maybe every 10th ball he throws up, he hits it. And then the next thing I know is he's trying to build some, something that will catch the ball for him so he can play catch with it and throw the ball to it. And you know, I think that sometimes in a way we could do this, just in a, a different way that's less obvious maybe, but sometimes we try to create this, um, this thing where it just depends on us, right? It's easier. If I don't have to rely on other team members, if I don't have to bring other team members in or even look to the other teams and say, oh, this team is over here, then Sometimes we try to put a Band-Aid on it, but Moses is never going to win a game playing all by himself. He's never going to win a game, no matter how many contraptions he puts together to play a game with himself, or no matter how many times he throws a ball up and tries to swing at it, it's not going to help him win the game. He needs other people to come alongside him, to throw catch with him, to throw a ball so he can hit it, and he needs a team to be able to play the game. So... Um, I kind of just want to go through that verse a little bit. I have about four points. We'll try to get through them pretty quickly. Um, but in the beginning of that scripture, it says, in fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So, you know, um, your team is part of a greater team. We kind of already talked about that. But... You're, you know, in the some parts of our, bo our body where it says that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. You know what it made me think of? It made me think of teams that um, we are not the ones that everybody wants to join, right? But how important are they, right? We have all these teams, and they're the ones that are more fun to participate in, the ones that um, seem to grab more people, and they also... Because people want to feel important, they tend to go to those teams where they feel there is importance. But if we were to remove a few of those teams, what would it look like? 
right? If we were to remove like the camera team, for example, we would have no online service, right? If we had no online hosts, then people wouldn't feel welcome on our online church service. If we had nobody out in the parking lot, then people might not know where to come in or feel comfortable to find a place to park. And if people walk into a big worship center and there was nobody there, they may not come back because it was such an uncomfortable, awkward feeling. So if we don't understand our mission as the greater team, what happens is we can be isolated and we create our own little missions on these teams, right? So we that's what happens is sometimes with these teams that we are trying to we forget where our bigger role is in the bigger team. And when we don't know, it's hard to attract other people to those teams. People don't want to be a part of a team that has no purpose. People don't want to be a part of a team that doesn't seem to have value to it. So even in those teams, if your team is the parking team or your, your team, you feel like your team isn't very valuable, I really highly suggest that you come and talk to your team lead or one of your um, or one of the staff members or you know even Tom or I because your team does matter and we will definitely be able to tell you why your team matters and how it fits in with the mission and the vision of our church. Um, in the next first it says so we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. So point number two is good teams help superstars shine and struggling teammates grow. So we try to carefully, it says, protect the parts that should not be seen while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. We want to look out for struggling teammates. We want to look out for struggling teams. And we want to grab them and help bring them up and make them feel valuable. Because the team that is struggling for volunteers or the team that seems to be the least significant has great importance. You know, there was somebody, I, a few people, there's not just one person. There's a few people that have come up to me and they've said, I'll serve anywhere but parking team. And I always am so surprised by that because, you know, um, when I was in college, I served on a parking team for a really long time. And yes, being on your feet for that long time is not necessarily fun, but man, that was like some of the best experiences that I've had and best interactions have been in the parking lot because people are trying to get out of their out of their cars and they're just so grateful. If you see a mom struggling with her kids and you run over and you say, hey, can I help you get your kids to kids' church, you know, or whatever um, that might be, they're just so grateful. And you get this opportunity to just have these conversations with them before they get busy, before they get up to the church and before they're walking in and trying to find out where they're going to next. There's just so many wonderful and incredible things about being able to just simply have a conversation with somebody and greet them. And so it always surprises me and almost, I think, sometimes frustrates me that we forget that people matter so much and that um, the role in which we play, it doesn't have to be this 
ultra significant role, like, I mean, being on the worship team in front of the worship center, I mean, we, that's an incredible position to be in, but, but to be able to actually be in the parking lot or in the foyer of the church or the lobby and to be able to actually have individual conversations with people as they walk in and to remember something and the next time you see them to make sure that, that you let them know you remember that, those are incredible moments. So one of our team members, they because they all matter and want to know that they matter and they're valued. So outside of just looking at other teams and knowing their value, we want to look at our team members. Sometimes it's easier to call on our superstars. It's easier to say, you know, I've got this going on. I know they're going to say yes. I find myself doing that as well sometimes. However, we all know that if we keep calling on our superstars, that eventually our superstars get burnt out. And the other people on our team members who are we know that might be struggling or might not be quite as dependable, they'll just fall off. Suddenly they stop coming and they just want to feel loved and valued as well. Loving people well is helping our teammates grow and we can utilize our, our superstars to be able to do that too, right? That... We want to make sure that the people that we're looking at and we're saying, oh, they're doing amazing, that we're adding value to their life, too, by uh, giving them the opportunity to come alongside other teammates. You know, um, just as a side note, if we only, you know, if we only ever called on them, our superstars, to jump in, then, you know, along with that, then we would have no other superstars. No other superstars are coming up, Right. There's not going to be any other superstars that want to rise up because we've only ever just focused on them. So then uh, in the next verse, it says, this makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. So point number one was your team is part of of a greater team. Point number two, good teams help superstars shine and struggling teammates grow. Point number three, teams pick up others' slack, or each other's slack. Teams pick up each other's slack. So we want to, you know, we want to look around and we want to not just so focus on our teams and how, if our team is doing well, celebrating that. If another team isn't doing well, then we really can't celebrate because we want everybody to be doing well. And... You know, if um, good leaders, they look around at other teams and see how they can help, right? We all have opportunities to jump in. You know, we see this also, you know, on our staff all the time, right, where we have to, we jump in with each other to help each other out, you know, and as well on teams, we want to do that too. If you're on the greeting team, but you see the ushers, you're fully staffed with your greeting team, but you see the the ushers are struggling for staff members, maybe you can send someone over. You know, if um, you're, you know somebody on your team would be amazing and incredible with kids. And in fact, that's where they'd be happier. And yet we're not sending them over to kids because we want to keep them on our team. Then that's not really helping our teams out. We want to be hold our teams with open hands, not closed hands. And we want to look for how we can help serve our other teams as well. 
you know, um, it just reminded me of how with my kids, right? Like it, they're always, they're always have competitions and it's always about, you know, like, well, I already did this. This isn't my stuff. My favorite is when I tell them to go clean up and one of them starts to pick up a toy. They look at that toy and they're like, oh, that's not my toy. And just throw it back down on the ground. And you're like, and I look at that and I say, why did you just throw it back on the ground? Does that belong on the ground? Well, it's not mine. And they just discard it, you know? And I said, and I remember having this conversation with my daughter the other day because I was watching her do it. I watched her cleaning up Cheerios. Actually, it's even worse than toys. She was cleaning up Cheerios that she spilled all over the floor. First of all, she was very unhappy to clean up those Cheerios because she said it was unfair, even though she spilled them all. And she was cleaning up the Cheerios, and she found, I think it was a wrapper or something, a piece of garbage that wasn't hers. And I saw her pick it up, look at it, and go back on the floor. And I said, Esther, why are you throwing trash on the floor? Well, it's not my trash. Well, who's going to clean that trash up? I don't know. You're going to clean the trash up. But it's not mine. It doesn't matter. Right? We see it. We do something about it. And that's part of it. You know, as teams, we see something. We don't just say, oh, that's not mine. Let me just leave it there. We, we look at it and we say, how can I help with that? How can I pick that up? You know, how can I help carry that for you? Or, you know, what's the best way I can help? So point number one, your team is a part of the greater team. Two, good teams help superstars shine and struggling teammates grow. Three, teams pick up, pick up each other's slack. And number four, a star player isn't enough to succeed. So there's a quote that says, no one can whistle a, symp a symphony. It takes an orchestra to play it. So we will never succeed by elevating certain teams, positions, or people over others. We can only succeed when we recognize we need the whole greater team operating at its best and growing. So we cannot operate well with just one team doing well. If our kids' ministry is incredible, which it is, but all of our other teams aren't so great, then we, we can't carry out our mission successfully. We need all of our teams to work together. And we do that best when we look around and we see how do we fit in to the bigger picture? How do I fit in with every single team? How do I fit into the church and the mission? And most importantly, how do I honor God? How do I honor Jesus and am I loving people well through it? And that just as a side note, I feel that that's really obvious. However, I think sometimes we can forget that, that loving people matters more than what anybody can do. And so we have to make sure that in our teams we never lose sight of that, that we love our teams well. And if we love our teams well, they will be happy to serve alongside of us. And they will also catch the vision and mission and do likewise. So, you know, I... Yeah, I just think that, you know, teamwork is so important, and I know that it is an obvious one, but I do think that sometimes we have to recalibrate and realize that even within our own teams, we're a part of a much bigger team. So let's go ahead and pray, 
and we'll go ahead and close. God, I just thank you so much for uh, all of our wonderful teams. God, I just pray right now, God, that each one of them would know how much they matter. I pray that every single one of our team mates would know that they matter so much. God, that no matter the role they play, no matter how small it seems, that it matters significantly, God. Not only does it matter to us, but even more so, it matters to you. And God, we just pray right now, God, that as we're about to launch into this new series about mission and vision and culture, God, I pray that we would just, God, we would just um, embrace that, God, that we would uh, see the mission that we carry at Word of Life as so important, God, as loving people well, God, as caring for people well, God, and we would look at that as our teams and say how we play a role in that, God, and I pray, God, that we would we wouldn't be able to help ourselves but to cast that vision to our teams, to um, keep that vision going every week, God, that we show up, God, that each one of our teams would be so excited to show up because they know the purpose and what and what they do, God. And God, I pray, God, that there would just be tremendous growth in people's lives, God, and that they would know you more. God, and through being on teams, God, and I pray for our ministry directors, God, that they would just embrace, God, their teams with so much confidence and so much vision and purpose, God. Amen. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, we hope that you were blessed and encouraged by today's talk. If you are a leader or a ministry director here at Word of Life, there are tons of resources available on our website. Head to wordoflifeag.org, go to the menu, and tap on Leaders. We'll be posting new episodes of this podcast every week, so be sure to subscribe to us anywhere you get your podcasts. See you next week.